Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Coming up on today's podcast. Gluten-free communicating. Can we go back to me and my ripcord? Your voice matters, Pen. Am I right more than I think I'm right? And here's where work Kim wants to pull her hair out. You do want me to get in a fight with you. This is interesting. He made it in his head, but it didn't come out of his face. (laughs) That's not true. (laughs) I mean, blaming your spouse for being who they are is a complete waste of time. I licked my thumb and then wiped it all over his top lip. The only two people I'll allow to do that are my wife and Max. And here it is, the Holderness Family Podcast. Hey, I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Penn Holderness. We are usually weird Facebook YouTubers. Yes, we dance around like idiots. And that's okay to use the word idiot in that sense when you are displaying the behavior consistent with an idiot. <laughs> so those those are short little videos. We love to make you laugh. It's actually like my favorite thing on the planet when a video has made you laugh. This is a podcast. We hope we make you laugh, but also... We want to make you think a little bit. Yeah, think of it as a New Year's resolution that goes on forever. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds terrible, right? But it's that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to be better Better people. people. And we bring in other people to help us be better people. That's a lot of people. Yeah. That's a lot of people just for you guys. Uh, And so today, um, our, our most frequent visitor is coming to talk to us about metacommunicating. So Christopher Edmondson, he is an expert in marriage care, let's call it. And he's a dear friend of ours. We're actually in the process of trying to write a, a book about how to solve those most frequent couple arguments and how to start those discussions. Uh, by no means are we experts because there are a lot of things we do wrong. Um, but I think in that, I, I hope that it's helpful for you guys. In the spirit of... Over-communicating. That's not the wrong term. What's the term we're going to use for this? Meta-communicating or... Feels like anytime you put meta in front of a term, it makes it cooler and... Maybe you don't. You don't even have to understand it. Just you can like just say "meta" before it, and everyone gluten free, gluten free exactly. communicating. Right. So, 
In the spirit of gluten-free communicating, can I just give props to my daughter for the way she communicated with us this morning? So Kim is going out of town, and Lola is going to something called a lockout. With, with, church. with her church. And a lockout means that you get locked out. You go to all these places. Like you go to Putt Putt, you go watch movies. And overnight. And like, it's oh and I don't think you sleep. Like what church does this to their 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 flock? <laughs> Let's Ma- jack you up in a lot of Starburst. Yeah. Put you in a go-kart. Yeah. And then uh, hope for the best. Right. And Hopes it's, and prayers. It's Christopher's church, so we're going to approach him about this because what are they doing? But so here's what Lola said <laughs> right before. She didn't see mom for the rest of the weekend. She goes, Mommy, I'm going to eat it. What exactly did she, she say? I'm like, okay, well, have fun at the lockout. She's like, I'm going to eat a ton of sugar. I'm not going to sleep. It's going to be a disaster. I can't wait. <laughs> I think she said specifically, I'm going to be a disaster tomorrow. Yeah. Like, sorry, baby. Just calling her shot that she's going to be a terrible person tomorrow, which is what, isn't that what happens after any sleepover? Sleepovers are terrible. Yeah, they sound like a good idea. Hi, Max. Sorry. <laughs> hey, everybody. Hi. Like Max, how like when your daughters do sleepovers? Like what? How how do they? How tired are they the next day? It's a disaster, and you want you have to get the next day going. No, no. we actually, our daughter does not love a sleepover. Really, it, um, she she doesn't like to go to other people's houses. Um, that, I mean, there's a couple people. She just doesn't. She just doesn't like it, and because uh, because she needs to sleep. Can I tell you? Talking about communication, just because this is apropos. Yeah. This is a direct quote from my eight, almost nine-year-old daughter to my wife yesterday, who she's been having some stress at school. Oh. I'm just a female third grader trying to navigate relationships, what? and it feels like a bunch of bricks resting on my chest. <gasps> what? That's what? what she said. Oh, bless. Wait, that's... And who is giving her trouble? Did I someone go- else text that for her, or is she really that poetic? That's amazing. She she set, she spoke that to my wife, of which then my wife oh, copied wow. it and posted it on Facebook, saying, this oh, is what my daughter said. It is it is really... Uh, female friendships, male friendships, but I think female friendships can be very tough to navigate at times. And third grade, third grade was the thing for Lola. Like, she had... Some very good friends that became not good friends, and she got they she was not included in that group anymore. And it it's devastating when that's like your whole world. And bless, we had a teacher that basically said to me, "I got this," and she like redirected. She gave Lola this confidence, and it was it changed everything because we had some third grade, we had some dark moments there. One of the girls that was probably contributing to the stress Mm -hmm. that my daughter was feeling, wrote her a note, an apology that she received yesterday morning, and now the air is all clear. And talk about communication. That's that's a new one. Because there's no way some dude and I would have written each other notes back when we were in eight, you know, or eight years old, to apologize for well, our actions. We ju- we just kind of say, "Good, yeah, good." And then you guys then get you... over it. Whereas yeah. I, I have it. I can. If grudge holding was an Olympic sport, I would no doubt represent our country. <laughs> I would bring home a gold. <laughs> I can hold a grudge forever. Yeah, and, and without getting too stereotypical about genders, I do want to ask Christopher about when it comes to communicating the t- the different types of ways that males communicate and females communicate. It seems like as you just said, a, a lot of times when when females communicate, particularly in the grade school level, it gets catty a little bit more quickly and is that because 
people aren't talking enough to each other or they're talking too much about each other to other people? Like, what is it? I don't know. Christopher's here. Let's ask him. Oh, my gosh. Ding dong. Hey. Christopher's here. So I love it. When you're not here, Christopher, we kind of go off the rails. We talked about um, we we shunned your church for There's a lockout happening. This lockout thing that keeps our kids up all night. It makes them eat sugar. I don't know where Jesus them. fits in with all this, Christopher. He's going to tell us it's fellowship. God and Jesus like fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Lola said to us, I'll repeat, and for the people listening on this podcast, sorry. She goes, I said, have fun at the lockout. And she goes, I'm not going to sleep. I'm going to have so much sugar. I'm going to be a disaster. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they do come home hungover. I mean, my kids are a little older than yours, so I've got about six years of this. And yeah. they are, it is a sugar hangover. It definitely is. Kim is conveniently out of town I tomorrow. Know. I'm like, good luck with that. <laughs> that's right. She's she's bugging out. Yeah, sorry. Right. Bye. That's so funny. Oh, uh, that's anyway, awesome. we're talking about hyper-communicating, meta-communicating. We're calling it gluten-free communicating because <laughs> it seems it's so like meta Also, <laughs> meta is such a buzzword. It's so meta. I, I know. I want to so be like, meta, I want I want to just be like on trend with this search engine, so I'm calling it gluten free. I'm going to put both of you on the spot. What the hell does meta mean? What? Yeah, go ahead. Meta. Meta means a lot of different things. But right. The way exactly. That, well, it's the like way. saying, "What do you do? I'm a consultant." This is so meta. I'm a consultant. I'm a meta consultant. Meta means a lot of different things depending on the field in which you're referencing it to. But for me, the way that I use it when I talk about meta communicating is that sort of communication that transcends, that overarchs, that cuts through all the ways that human beings communicate. So it's meta. It goes through how we talk, how we process, how we argue, how we don't argue. Meta. That makes any sense at all. And Google also says that meta is referring to itself or to the conventions of its genre, self-referential. Self-referential. So, Wait, so meta, the definition of meta is meta? The definition <laughs> of meta is meta. But, so meta. So meta. But in this case, when I talk about transcendent communication being meta communication, if I had to put it into one phrase, it is communicating about how and why we communicate. We will get right back to this conversation, but can I just say, like, I've had a little bit of a stressful week, uh-huh. and this is sort of my audio version of Xanax. <laughs> Am I allowed to say you that? You take it through your ear holes. It's, it's this band, and we've actually seen them in concert when they came to Raleigh, and we were thrilled that they asked to be a sponsor of our podcast. They're called Mandolin Orange, and they are... My Xanax. Yeah, so so many of you guys have been tagging us on Instagram saying thanks for the recommendation. You guys have to check out Mandolin Orange. They have a new album out. They have a new single. Um, it's available for download. The full a- uh, album is on uh, Amazon. The new single is called The Wolves from the new album Tides of a Teardrop. Can we play a little of that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can you, are you listening now? Yeah. It's NPR happening. calls the band a slow burning, steadily rising folk duo. They have angelic, angelic voices. Yeah, that's a good like description. I don't yes. listen to a ton of folk music, but yes. this I, there's something sort of transformative about this, and their voices are just awesome. You can pre-order right now, but Friday, February 1st, the new album album is being released from Yep Rock Records. Tides of a Teardrop. Go to Amazon.com. Pre-order. Or if you're listening to this after February 1st, just go and order the new album, Tides of a Teardrop, from Mandolin Orange. And we'll listen to it, and then in just a second, we'll get back to the crazy stuff. But just for now, just chill. (laughs) 
So I have to say, Penn and I do not have a perfect marriage at all, but we can. We do have the ability to talk about how we fight. If we if we do get an argument, the next day we have like we're like, okay, I really thank you for you know for continuing the conversation. But also, like, not cool how we did this. Maybe next time, let's, you know. Whether you knew it or not, you were meta-communicating. Yeah. Sweet. Um, yeah. Sweet. Sweet. <laughs> and I, I think if every couple even tried this, their ability to communicate, resolve conflict, um, share love, love languages, share sizzle. <laughs> yeah. Whatever it is that they need to do would actually improve. Um, here is where the, the, the gender stereotypes, and I hate to reinforce them, but I think there's a stereotype that women like just want to talk about everything. And I want to talk about how we talk about things. And I can feel my husband rolling his eyes when we start doing that. And again, that's a gender stereotype. Yeah, but we do fall. We fall onto party lines for this one. We don't. I don't think we fit under a lot of gender stereotypes, but this one, you're right. I mean, well, I, I definitely don't want to walk away from a fight without talking through it. That's just something that I believe in. I'd like to resolve things as soon as possible. You like to wrap it up. Yes, I do like to wrap it up. <laughs> I also don't need to talk about like everything. Every part of it. Right. I would like to... Um... She wants to talk about everything. Well, okay, let me just talk about like the baggage that we bring. So my parents awesome people, awesome parents. They were terrible married to each other. So they were married for 27 years. And they had like five different marriage counselors. They gave it, they really super duper tried, but they got divorced. And I I think that part of that pattern that they had, which is like fight, fight, fight. And then one of them would storm out. One of them occasionally would move out. You know what I mean? So there's like this leave kind of instinct. So I am programmed. And if we get into a fight, I am programmed to just, I need to clear my head. I need to walk away. I need to get in the car and take a drive. Like I am programmed to leave. So I have to fight that. Like every single argument we get into, I my instinct is to not talk about it. In a couple of situations, we've been saying something and Kim has said, let me out of the car. I stop. I stop and the car and I walk home. So like, <laughs> no. Yeah. It's just a couple hundred years. Yeah, Kim, no. But but I just needed happens, to like I I'm like I'm going to say something away. terrible. Yeah. And I'm going to say something that I'm going to regret unless you and I literally he didn't even stop the car. It was just slow and I like tuck and rolled and I just got out. Of there. <laughs> okay, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> if that ever happens, I want slow mo video of her diving just throwing out of the her out of the car. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I know that's. But I know. But then we would like communicate about how we communicate. I know, like you can't do that. Like where where am I going to go? Like that's and that's not a great lesson to teach my kids. Well, so you then. you have baggage and I have baggage too. Should I go ahead and chuck mine out there and then we'll talk about well, it together? Let's, let's, let's just okay. unpack our luggage right. and compare. Uh, I, yeah. I have parents that are still married and happen to be adorable together with all of their foibles. Um, and foibles. Ha- is that the wrong term? No, but it's just there's... It w- works for me. I, Can I, you look up foibles? It's a little quaint. I, it's a little quaint. Yeah, it's... A... <laughs> which, is a, which is another strange word. No. <laughs> we used it in... It's like in the... It's in the opening song of Pippin. Wow. We got foibles and fables to portray. We've got magic to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. Pippin. The dictionary that? says that's that digging deep. foibles are a minor weakness or eccentricity in think, someone's character. I think that was a perfect word for that, wasn't it? It kind of was. Okay, Absolutely. good. They've got foibles. 
Say that ten times in a row. Foibles, 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 foibles. Right now, Karen is on the treadmill listening to this podcast going, foibles, 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 foibles. Look, they've got foibles. Now, I can't think of anything else. It's stuck in my head. But the way that they communicated was through a lot of passive aggression. And particularly... I'm super good at that, too. Well, you sure are, honey. Um well, getting out of the car is actually a form of being passive. Sure. No, I know. Like you have put up yeah. a wall and you said you're done. And I think that in any conflict, if one of you, one person in a couple, a relationship, if you are the person between the two people in this thing that, that, that people have created that simply can't engage in a fair way, right? Not You're going to be angry sometimes. I'm talking about fair, right? In a fair way that is addressing the issue Taking a break can be okay as long as you do then later re-engage it. We've talked about this before. It is extremely crucial because the problem didn't go away because you got out of the car and walked the last 200 yards away from home. Right. Nor in the the foibling passive-aggressive thing did the problem go away because dad or mom just went upstairs or downstairs and started on a new project yeah, and it, pretended like nothing ever you, happened. And maybe I'm using the wrong term for passive-aggressive. The argument was – maybe it was – is there a difference between that and sarcasm? You know, just sort of being like, you know what? Great. Great. Fine. Whatever you want. Well, sarcasm is a lot of things, but okay. one of our uses is is passive aggressive. Okay. Like, I'm fine. You're fine. We're fine. And really, nobody's fine. <laughs> that's yeah, That was good. That's that's kind of like what- Like, when I'm doing all the kids are- uh, All the kids. I call it pen and kid. When the kids are watching, like, TV <laughs> after dinner, and I'm doing the dishes by myself, I'm like, don't worry about it, guys. I got this. You just rest. I just cooked the dinner, and um, but I'll clean it up, too. But don't hey, you hey, worry. Hey, honey, honey, if, honey, if you'll just- like as soon as we're done watching this, I promise I'll, I'll do the dishes. I will do the dishes, and and then no, I've got it. <laughs> you know, if there is like a break of gender stereotypes, I'm almost feeling way more on Kim's side all day today. This because I am the over communicator, and I am very passive aggressive with the like yeah with, you, with your tactics. Yeah. That's Max Trujillo, by the way, our producer. Yeah. Say hi, Max. Um, <laughs> so, but hold on. So back to like communicating about how you communicate. So when like, when do you do that in, in the fight cycle? Like, if, if there's a fight cycle, let's call it. <laughs> well, first of all, I want to say that it's not just when you fight. You right. can do it about great dates or things that were lovely or things that you really appreciated, too. But when you do it in the fight cycle is when you both calm down. Mm-hmm. I mean, the two people in, in the couple have to calm down mm-hmm. or else nothing will happen. Um, you're at a place where you're not shouting, where you're probably not standing up, where there's quiet. You probably have coffee. You probably have tea. You're probably um, in the kitchen doing some tasks together. And one of you brings it up when it's safe, when all that energy is gone and simply says, um, I didn't, not only did I like the fact that we spent so much time arguing last night, I don't like how we argue, how we argued. Why did we get so mean? Because it really wasn't a personal issue. Mm-hmm. We just got really personal about something that was pretty trivial. Why did that happen? And what it does is it gives you a chance to talk about, well, I'm tired. I'm stressed at work. The kids have just been on my nerves lately. Because typically, we're safe around the people, right, that that we work with. We don't go to work and start lobbing bombs at people. Mm -hmm. We're safe around our kids' teachers. We try to be safe around our children unless they really get under our skin. What happens is all that negative energy, that negative stress, that negative emotion builds up. And when one thing gets under our skin that our spouse does because they're our safe person, it's like wham. Yeah. And suddenly we've argued about something that really wasn't worth arguing about. 
And meta communication is when you address that and say, let's let's try to stop doing that. Mm-hmm. How often do people do that correctly? I don't know. I mean, I, I, when couples come to see me, not well at first because right. if they've taken the time to come see me. I mean, most people don't come see me when things are great. So by the time they get to me, everything feels personal. So most couples, I think, probably struggle with doing it well and efficiently. Uh, so let's talk. It doesn't always have to be a postmortem on how we fought. No. It could be about a great date or other things that happened. Correct. And, and or just like a a Tuesday, you can you can lob out a compliment. Like t- right. So one of the things that I work with um, with premarital counseling, couples who are about to get married, and sometimes with couples who've been married a while, um, is what I call easy buttons. Do you remember that Staples commercial mm-hmm. where they hit the easy button, things got better? Yes. Right. So easy buttons and meta communication is the ultimate easy button, and maybe the best way to get into it is by what I call the follow up question. Um, so let's do a scenario. Yeah, yeah, I love these scenarios Ken are my favorite. Loves yes. to, like, like Mitch yeah. and Susan. Yeah. We, we Mitch I feel and Susan like my time. main job in this podcast <laughs> is to occasionally just throw out hypotheticals and play parts and play parts. Yeah, and, play parts. and I get to do voices. So yeah. who like is like, Doctor Phil here? <laughs> well, <Dr>. Max, <laughs> the problem is you've been divorced eight times. <laughs> Sorry. Max has not been divorced eight I, times. Sorry. I, no, I have an uncle who's on his fifth marriage. Anyway, but he, but but no, it's going great, and we love her. No, she's doing great. Well, good for your uncle. Yeah. So so Mitch and Susan have a date oh, night. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Right. Yep. And the next morning, Susan says something like, "Mitch, I had a really good time last night." Mitch, I had a great time last night. All right. And what is Mitch thinking? Are you referring to something sexual? <laughs> I mean, is Susan talking about the movie yeah, we saw, yeah. the dinner we what? had, be the more sizzle specific. when yeah. we got home? Yeah. Sizzle. Yeah. So, Could you be more specific? So Mitch, no, no, no. What was your favorite part? <laughs> oh, better, what better. What was your okay, favorite start over, part? Start over. Okay. Hey, Mitch, I had a great time last night. What was your favorite part? <laughs> and Mitch just hit the easy button. Now, you can answer if you want to, Susan. Okay, well, this is a family podcast, and we've heard that from a lot of people that a lot of families listen together. So I would say the risotto. The risotto. (laughs) Um, Is by asking Susan, by asking your partner, and this can go both ways, right? We could have done it with um, the female in the scenario leading. But by asking your partner what was your favorite part, you're hitting an easy button. And maybe the answer is the risotto. Maybe Uh it's, I liked holding your hand while we watched the movie. Right. Mm -hmm. Right? But you're learning. Right, you're learning. Learning things to do later. Reinforce good habits to repeat. And so if I said, I I actually loved... You know, when we were walking to the restaurant, we were holding hands, and that was just like a really f- sweet moment. That's yes. amazing, considering you don't like holding hands with me um, because my hands get sweaty. That is not that. Well, true. sometimes so it now does. he just yeah. no. Okay. That's not no, I'm true. trying to be Mitch here. I'm trying to like what I'm doing is a bad job, so you can show me how to do a better job. <laughs> well, if Mitch wants to meta communicate and right. learn more what about how his part? partner, yeah. his wife wants to have romantic interaction or appreciates the right. good communication, he probably doesn't need to be talking about his sweaty palms. <laughs> In fact, don't sweaty palms are out. When, uh, it, when just, it comes to yeah. meta communication, okay. they're out. But it's more like, yeah, what did you like? Yeah. Okay. Okay. What did you like? That's the positive stuff. Yeah. The the hard stuff is why did that get so intense? Do you think that last night was so hard because we're just both really tired? What's going on in our orbit around this home and our family that is making our decision making right now so so 
so full of clashing and not full of um, mashing or, 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 or meeting up at Maybe the same places. It's so Maybe funny. And I, I think that when you're in the middle of that orbit, you don't really think of anything as a decision. You, you just said decision making. And I think that's interesting because when you're in a family mm-hmm. and you're raising kids and you're both working, and I think that's a, a huge percentage of people who are listening to this podcast, you just do. You don't, you don't feel like you're deciding. You feel like you're doing. And you just said decisions. Well, yeah. Um, every day that you um, get up with the kids, you have hundreds of decisions to make. And this goes back to other podcasts we've done on secret contracts. Like by making a, a, a decision, you two are in theory on the same page. When you just go and do it and one of you is performing one task and another is performing another and no one's talked about why, you still made a decision to do the task. You just never had agreement as to why you were doing it. And that's why meta communicating, going back, this was a hard decision for us. What's really there? And the person may say, I'm stressed. Or they may say, well, actually, I'm tired of doing the dishes every night and everybody's sitting on the couch and it's just yeah. it's on my last nerve. I could use a little help here. So it, it's getting beyond and behind why we're having conflict in the conflict situations, and it's getting beyond and behind why things have been so good this week on the weeks and the days when you're really gelling. So it works because in our marriage, meta-communicating, because I have a golden retriever of a husband who is – he is happiest when I'm happy. And so if I – if the day after, if we can have a conversation, he will totally lean into it. I will say I have witnessed enough and I before, you know, I dated some real, just real winners before him. <laughs> um, but- I'm, I'm going to say it again. I am so grateful for all those guys because that's what you call catching a dime on a rebound. <laughs> like that's what, <laughs> that's what, yeah. And I'm all good with this. No, but what yeah. I'm saying, I like know. Like the market comparison made you look really good. I bought distressed property. <laughs> <laughs> it was- so uh, okay. So I know, and I just am witness to enough friends' relationships that I know that there are going to be. I'm just again gender stereotype. There's going to be some husbands, some partners that are not going that are going to roll their eyes when I, you know, when when their spouse brings up. I would like to talk about how that that went down in a ball of flames last night, and I'd like to talk about that. Like, yeah, we resolved it in theory, but I would like to talk about how we talked about it. So how do you convince a partner to be open to that? Like, what are the words you say? Well, don't go for the frying pan, right? You're not going to whack him or her over the head. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Like, what um, the bleep just yeah, happened? What, right. That's probably going to be an invitation back to another fight. Um, you know, you caused this, you did this last night, blaming, shaming, you know, maiming one another is not the way to do it. Uh, saying to someone, uh, how stupid it was that they even brought that up is not the way to meta communicate. It's, it's more a pattern of what not to do, I would say, than what to do because every couple's individual for the record, men and women are different, right? And if mm-hmm. you have a, a traditional male, female marriage, you're going to notice this pretty quickly in the in the course of your marriage we are just different and some of those things um become gender roles that we play some of which are cultured and that's a whole nother debate in our mm-hmm. larger society and some of them might be you know just in our inherent dna um, when we're born as, as male or female but men and women do um, come to things differently and one of the things that i think that's nurtured and that's cultured is that um you know this is a different cat podcast, but little boys aren't often encouraged to talk about their feelings. And so when that wife in your scenario um, mm-hmm. says to that husband,
husband, I really want to talk about what went wrong last night and how it made us feel. That immediately feels vulnerable to that to that partner, mm-hmm. to that husband. So in, in your scenario, Kim, I think if you know you are the wife in that scenario and you know your partner, your husband is going to have a really hard time talking about feelings or why the conflicts keep happening, go ahead and lead with that. I know this is going to be hard for you, but I think it'll be good for us. And if you'll just bear with me for a little while, we might have a chance not to have so many bad fights like last night because neither one of us were having fun. Okay. And so, and, and that's like in, inviting both sides to be a little vulnerable when neither of them agreed to be at that point that's right. the night before. Well, you, you get into fights because you're tired and something decision has to be made and you just get blindsided by something that you never saw coming. Mm-hmm. And you, I don't have time for this. How dare you bring this up? But you've always done that before. Why are you changing the rules on me? And, and I'll say that if you're in that place where you're in a big conflict, um, once you start shouting, standing up and shouting, you're pushing each other away. Yep. You're never going to resolve a conflict by shouting. Always sit down, compra- collapse the space, um, get close to one another, and then you might reach a resolution. And then if you don't, talk about it the next day or the next day or two as to why you didn't. So I have a question, uh, and that, that all sounds great. I will occasionally... When I see this coming, and I know this could lead to a conversation the next day, I don't love the conversations the next day. I have them because I love my wife, and I want—I I can't stand the, the worst thing in well, you my don't life. Want to keep fighting, right? You don't so, want, you want to so stop. during the fight, I do something called pulling the ripcord. Yeah, this is we, we need to work oh, on this. Say need, more about this. Yes, uh, this is this a, is new, and all the times we talked, I've never heard of pulling. Oh. The ripcord. And this is not this is not a you know what? Fine, I'm getting out of here. It's a. Uh, like, we're in the middle of, like, a heated... You know what? You're right. I'm super sorry. Can we just... I'm wrong. I'm his, wrong. I'm sorry. Can his, we... His, I'm sorry. Yeah. His I'm sorry. I'm sorry. setting, he wants to make everybody happy. If he could find a way to, to crack a joke and to make me laugh and to make it all end, he would. He would rather... And this is... I don't know how this falls within, like, you know, marriages, but he would rather be wrong... He doesn't matter. Then have to talk about it tomorrow morning. Then have to talk about it tomorrow morning. I would rather be wrong and move on. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You may not be wrong. Can we talk about this? And he's like, no, you're right. I don't. And and God forbid, if I start crying, it's over. He dissolves into a puddle. He's like, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So so Susan slash Kim hit your easy button. Okay. Penn, you are really uncomfortable right now. Why are you so uncomfortable talking about this? No, you're right. You're right. I'm uncomfortable. I'm sorry. (laughs) Everything's wrong. Can we, like, I'm, look, I think, can we just stop? I'll be wrong. (laughs) Penn. Pen slash Mitch, please give me an, like, you seem really uncomfortable, and I just need to know why, and then I'll leave you alone. How long is this going to take? Until you answer my question. Okay, I'm uncomfortable because I think that I'm right, but I would rather be wrong and move on with life. And this is not the hill that I want to die on. I have very few hills that I want to die on. Yeah, he's like, it doesn't mean enough to me to be... To be in a fight with you. To be in a fight with right. you. Well, in that case, Kim, if he's pulled the ripcord and he's – that's called deflecting, by the way. I'm yeah. just going to deflect it back. Don't you think the ripcord's a better metaphor? It's much better. Okay. It's much more interesting, <laughs> okay. that's for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. But if, once she's pulled the ripcord and he's deflected, that's your chance right then to say, fine, then I'm going to make the decision or um, – But then I know, know – but I know he's not 100%. Then you, then, then you just add – That's a, piece, a good and point. Well, when you're sick – of deflecting it back to me, we're sick of pulling the ripcord, and you actually want to talk about it. I'm here because I don't, I don't think you're as fine as you look, but I love you, and I'll give you your Hang space on. right now. And by the way, there are some times that I genuinely, in the middle of a fight, I'm like, "Oh crap, I'm wrong," and I just say, "I'm wrong," <laughs> like in the middle of a fight. That's a valid thing. Like What's sometimes you realize like, you're it, wrong, and yeah, you just mm, that's no, it. No, you have carrot on your. He had carrot juice, and now his 
top lip is orange. Sorry, I'm trying to wipe it off. Okay. Love you. You not only tried to wipe it off, I want I want the listeners to know you did wipe it off. You thumbed that thing. I know. Right I off licked my lip. thumb. Mom spit. I know. I licked my thumb and then wiped it all over his top lip. The only two people all allowed to do that are my wife and Max. <laughs> um, come here, Pen. Thank you. And by the way, Max was talking. I'm sorry. Like you had a thought. No, I just sometimes it, it is that simple. Maybe you're not pulling the ripcord because you don't want to be in the argument. You're just like, oh my god, you just made sense. I am wrong. That's different. I, Done. Well, I, d- I do that, but I also, when she starts crying, I... Yeah. Stop crying, by the way. I, I Don't do like, it just... often. I'm not a cry... I don't cry often, but when I do, it's a doozy. And um, are you like? Do you get psyched when you start crying because you're like, I'm about to get what I want? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was so bad. <laughs> it's a podcast. Give her a. It's hug. a podcast. <laughs> oh, I can say anything I want. It's a podcast. Give her a hug. <laughs> no, the laws of podcast apply. We cannot get in a fight after a podcast. That's a good law, actually. Can we not? I, we haven't. Not yet. Honestly, I have to say, the reason I love the podcasting format so much is because because we actually do have a conversation and talk. And it has made me realize that so much of our marriage is like, and we're in the carpool stage of marriage, I think, is what you call it. And literally, it's, okay, you got to get her at 445, and you got to get him at 5, and then at 515, he's got to go here. And it is literally, it's air traffic control type of mode we're It's the Colleen Edmonston stage, which she is in a perpetual state of. That's that's Christopher's wife. I mean, well, it is my wife, and this is a stage that uh, my wife and I talk about when we do family things more than marriage things. But carpool is that time of life where you have kids that can't drive. It's most intense when you have two working parents like we do in my family. And this is no joke. Today is Friday. My children between now and Sunday night when they go to bed, the three of them collectively have, we count on last night, 13 activities. Ugh. And Ugh. one of them can drive now, which is which has changed everything. Yeah, yeah. the car insurance triples. But it does change Worth everything. It. It, it has, it's interesting. It's like making an investment back in our couple time. But it's crazy. And what happens in those couples is you sometimes don't have time to talk. Yeah, You don't, which is why making sure that you use your time to, when you communicate as efficiently and wisely as you can, which is why meta-communication, if your couples are capable of it, is so important. It, it helps to focus that time when you do have it. Can, can we go back to me and my ripcord? Um, sure. And so it sounded like we have two ripcords. There's one where I realize that I'm wrong and I just shut the argument down. And there's one where Let's I- Let's call that the life raft. Yes. Great. Better. Great. The Better. life raft. Okay. So that's, that's throwing a life raft out. The second one, which is the ripcord, is when I just don't want to fight anymore. I love my wife too much. It's not the hill I want to die on. I will capitulate even though I still believe in what I did. See, if, if we were in marriage- care i would say change your language when that when that happens instead of saying you're right kim you're right which to her is always going to feel like deflection just say kim i'm really uncomfortable just say what you're feeling i'm really uncomfortable I, I just i can't continue this right now and that way she's not hearing that she's right when she thinks she's wrong because that that creates an integrity you know like a like an integrity collision in the mind or heart of the person who's like I might really be wrong here i don't want to be told i'm right i want to find out how to be a better wife a better friend a better mm-hmm. partner so instead of saying, you're right, you're right, you're right, I just want this to go away, say, I can't really, do this right now. I'm really tired. I'm really scared. I just can't do it. Really tired. So is, does that work? It does if – Because that's – I feel like the next let's, – let's, let's go through it with Mitch and Susan. <laughs> 
Um, Mitch and Susan should write a book. So I just left. I just, I just, okay. I just left. I just, I just went to the bathroom and I didn't flush the toilet. It's like, what's something that makes you really mad? Um, you know, I toilet can, paper. No, I, there are so there are some things okay. that it doesn't we have don't to be a long need. list. Just okay. like one thing. <laughs> Just, we're just I mean, doing one thing. It's a hypothetical. Think, uh, there's like, there's a general housekeeping. Like well, starting with AI. We don't have time. Um, I would say that the, the, the general housekeeping. Okay, the general house keeping is a mess. House, house is a mess. I'm watching TV. So, you know, I'm, it's been a long day. I'm just needed to like. I'm gonna do it later on tonight. Can you just like lay off for a second? Then you're back with. Um, I, I hear you. Um, we've no, been married for. No, that's not what for, you sound like. No, no, no. I know. I, we've been married for thirteen years, almost fourteen years, and never, um, never do you go back and pick something up. Yes, ever. I do. I do it all the time. Really? What you're doing? Oh, a fake fight. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, oh, is it <laughs> really? fake or is it real? <laughs> sure, I fake. would say. I would say the mountain of evidence and laundry next to the hamper says otherwise. Well, I'm. Ju- you know what? I'm doing the best I can. It's been a long day, and I'm doing the best I can. Do you want me to jump in yes, here? Yes, please. And, so but, in that case, right, you know, you, I think when you make a request as a spouse, the moment you say it, if you've had a marriage where you are caring for each other and you know each other as well as people can know each other, mm-hmm. you probably know the moment you ask how it's going to be answered. Mm-hmm. So in that scenario, instead of going down the fight with a person who is home tidiness challenged anyway who's not lived into what he said he's going to do to help that week or his part of the household duties whatever they may be in each relationship instead of like attacking attacking just say it hasn't gotten done i can see you're tired when do you think you can do it because it, it's it's really bothering me Mm. And so it's it's yeah. invitation instead yeah. of accusation. Good. Invitation instead of accusation. Right. And so I guess the, that's great. That's perfect. I guess the question for me is like if it gets really elevated, like really elevated, like there's shouting going on and the kids are looking around the corner seeing if, if it's okay. In the middle of that fight, like when it gets really, really up there, if you say I'm, I'm really uncomfortable, I, I, I don't feel great about this conversation, can we talk about it later, does that work? It can if if that's what you've beforehand, in a sense, sort of agreed to do. If that's a successful conflict management strategy for the two of you, and I use that for you because I'm going to pull the ripcord. I'm jumping out. I'm going to deflect back. You're right. I just want it to go away. And Kim saying in in y'all's relationship that doesn't work for me. And yeah. so, in other words, if if the way that conflicts are resolved isn't working, at least some slight majority, 51% of both of you, then those conflicts aren't ever resolved. We're just kicking the can down the road. Yeah, but going to bed early, or sorry, going to bed angry doesn't work for me. That's a that's a deal breaker. I'm just it's like, I sit there like this. The whole time? Yeah, and like, I can't sleep. Yeah. Well, but if until you tried, can we talk about this tomorrow or the day after? Maybe that's what your mind and soul need to release it to be able to rest. Because sometimes... You know, I, I tell people, I get that question a lot. Is it okay to go to go, bed mad? Yeah. And my answer is always yes, it is okay. Because sometimes you're too tired late at night to fix the yeah, magnitude of the thing that's going on. And that's, so that, just go to bed. That's tough for me. Like yeah, I don't sure. love, I don't love in the middle of a fight saying good night, I love you, and her saying I count you. Among so I'm going to get meta on you. You know why that's tough for you? You know why? Sure. You hate conflict. Right. No, I don't. You really hate it. I'm a Libra. 
Well, is it, I know. I think <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I think you just, you're a Holderness. I'm and in I think Switzerland. We literally, um, and we've talked about it. Like his, so his mom is in memory care for Alzheimer's dementia, and so that means that there's like a care. There are all these care meetings, and with your dad, and your dad, the, the nurses are like, he's great. All he makes us laugh. He makes us laugh. We, but we can't have a real conversation with him because anytime it gets awkward, he just cracks a joke and makes it laugh. And I looked at Penn. I was like, holy. Mother of Shnikes. God. That was great. I we were in a care meeting like, talking Shnikes. about my family, and yeah. Kim turned it into. Well, no, I, I didn't. We <laughs> both looked at each other. No, we did. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have married my father in law. Well, I've, I've, known you, I've known your father in law 24, 23 yeah. years. I've known you and Penn 15 years right. or so. Uh, no, I met you guys the year you got married. 13 years. Oh, 13 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. first time I met you, yep. you got married. And there is. Utterly no doubt. I've never heard Penn's dad have a conflict with anyone, and that's almost impossible. Like yeah. he always has a nice thing to say, a joke to crack. He deflects even with humor even when constantly. he's like a, he's not like real thrilled with you. He'll find a way to crack a joke about it, which is endearing when you're not married to him. But being married to the guy that like won't have a real conversation, I think, would be exhausting. Says the woman who's married so you, to a well, guy who won't so have a real want, conversation. Do you, want, do you want to go like armchair psychologist meta here yes, for a second? Please. So a little girl grows up in a house full of conflict. It mm-hmm. never like it, it's hard to shut off. You see it between your parents. Even as an adult, you can say they tried so hard. I'm, I'm, I admire how they tried, but there's just so much conflict all the time. Mm-hmm. And she's going to fall in love with a guy who is going to do the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Almost never. Right. You're gonna go find someone who can just make the make the rain turn to sunshine. Mm-hmm. That is gonna be the most attractive thing in the world to you. And if you grow up in a home where there is so little conflict, like it just like you know, they always they just stop talking. I can tell they're really in the nerves. What happens? What happens is whether you can even articulate it or not, deep down inside, you want to know why it is that people fight. Pen, you want to know why it is that, that mm-hmm. people butt heads and how do they fix it? And so you went out and found somebody who would talk about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to answer it that way. No. <laughs> uh, oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. That's exactly. Uh, this is part of Christopher's uh, thesis that 95% of communication is nonverbal. It's not what Almost you say. It's the way you said it. it. So, yeah. Uh, but I will say I, I think I've gotten better at having – meaningful conversations i don't need to have one every day no um and so she does like a a glut of meaningful conversations which is great i just don't like as many well that's a point i wanted to know what chris was going to say because when when pen when you first brought up pulling the ripcord there was a subtext that you met mentioned right in the beginning where you said this argument is not really that important. It's right not the now. hill I want to die on. So, like, you don't think that, say, like, not flushing the toilet or putting in the clothes away is important enough to argue about, I guess. That's like, you're like, I just don't want to argue about this is insignificant. But it's so, important to me. So that's where there might be a rub, too, where it's like, I, you got to acknowledge that maybe she gives a more of care a flip. Yeah. <laughs> about these things than you do. But I, I think that's maybe where, like, somebody could be a little upset, like, oh, well, don't pull the ripcord here because... There's this, unresolved issues. Yes, yes. And that's where I it just because it's not important to you doesn't mean it's not important to me. And I know like it, it does seem silly to have like laundry around the house as something that's like an impacts a marriage, but over time somebody I'm a neat freak that does. Did you hear that over time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. What, what, <laughs> I heard it. What what 
what people who are not married, and that was one of my favorite of all the podcasts, uh, what not to say to your single yeah. friends, but yeah. when people who are not married, I yet don't realize is like how long the scope of marriage is. And yeah, it's just putting the toilet seat down and it, it's all it is. But after five years, 10 years of asking for something that the other person isn't doing, it's suddenly a big deal because it's not a big deal as one instance, but a couple hundred, it becomes a big deal. And that's where people just have to be really mature and say, the goal here for me is not to be right as much as it is for our marriage to be better. And I think if that's your goal, when you conflict, when you communicate, when you meta-communicate, if my goal is I'm less interested in being right in this situation than I am in having my relationship with my spouse grow, you can usually solve those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think you're, you're right. And a, a lot of the conflict that we've had has been on both sides has been the compilation of small things yeah. and not anything giant. But I, he has never. So I, I am very. Um, I will. I, I have the house cleaning thing. I have like the, there's the money discussion which we've talked about before. Like I see. I think that I could go through an entire marriage to Penholderness, and he could. Pro- he would probably never start a a discussion slash argument. Does that make you think that I? Do you not like that? Do you want me to yell at you about something? Are you one of those people? <laughs> no. I'm being serious. No, but if there is I know is you guys dis- are laughing. Is- no, no, no. If, if there is a discussion to be had about money, about goal setting, about uh, this this is bothering me that the, the dishes are never done, those sort of th- – I'm the one that brings those up, so I do feel like I've taken on the nag roll. And I'm trying to think that you are – you. I have married – a very tall golden retriever and he Ooh. just wants to like please which is very sweet but when it comes to like what do you what do you really feel Pam? you do want me to get in a fight with you this is interesting i know i, I just what do you really feel I, honestly i i and you've said this about me before and i really do i expect exactly as much as i think people can give i don't expect perfection from anybody you don't have to be perfect like it's kind of it's kind of cute when you do something wrong <laughs> It's because you don't do it very often, and so it's like, oh, look at that! Kim did something wrong. I feel like we're ganging up on Penn a little bit, but let me, but let me, let me say this to sort of close it out. What, what might be happening, and I'm not there when you guys argue. I, I definitely see you get on each other's nerves, but, but I've never (laughs) seen you really like throw bombs. But Penn, when you are saying one thing, I don't want to have this argument. I don't want to have this conversation. Um. This is, I, I, I'm just not interested in this right now. And your body language is showing something different. Remember when you said that most communication between couples is nonverbal? It really is. And so when your words are saying one thing and your body is saying something else, what that invariably does, invariably does to your spouse or partner, to Kim in this case, is it says, he's not telling me something. And that's always going to throw that person, in this case Kim, into into what she just described as nag mode. I don't know if it's nag mode, but it's, you know, I need more information to know where I stand. Mm-hmm. He's saying he's fine, but he doesn't look fine. Right. right. Would it be useful if I just kind of like on the slide, like turned on the um, the like f- iPhone recorder next time we get in a fight and we can like break it down? Oh, invite Christopher over. Or is that, that seems like no, a ma- massive violation no, of trust. it's not. I no? actually Because then I would there's know. A, there's a couple here in our city in Raleigh who I've done work with that does that and they do it really well. They record their convers they record their fights. When they get in an argument, they'll start recording it. 
But they both know that it's being recorded. Correct. Don't do it secretly. And you can't hold grudges about what was said yeah. when somebody is inflamed with passion. I like here's here's why I'm asking. I you know what I'm taking away from this podcast? Am I right more than I think I'm right? You might be, Ben. Because I'm never when we get into a fight, no I'm never no made to believe that I'm right. I, I don't take sides. And I've so never no won a fight. Like there was one we had one the other day that I honestly <laughs> I, we were talking on the phone, and I told her something, and the fact that she said I didn't say that over and over again, she was mad at me. She called me, and, and had an, she had an idea, and I said, honey, that's a great idea. I love you that idea. didn't say that. I so said it. I made it a point in my head to say it. He, he made it in his head, but it didn't come out of his face. I made it a point to have it come out of my face. She threw a hissy fit about it. Sorry about using the term hissy fit. And I... <laughs> We got off the phone afterwards, and I googled, "Can you pull up old phone calls?" I'm sure the government has phone. it. I'm sure the because I has really it wanted to like. I was so I was so right. I'm very rarely right, but I was right on that one. Mm. And I, that's what happens. I'm but just never there, ever. I'm never. No, right. I just I. There's no way um, to win this one because I know what he said, and then he knows what he said. So there's that that in that particular case. In we, that particular case, you were wrong. I was right. For once, you were wrong, and I had no proof and no way to win it. And the only way to win it was going to be to call the NSA. (laughs) (laughs) But we couldn't do that. I would pay a large amount of money to have that conversation. So if anybody's listening who works for the government and maybe is furloughed and looking for a – like some, easy, right? some easy cash. We yeah. can look it up because it was right before hustle. you went into a workout class. We can look up and the workout class. And you're like, you didn't class. call me back. I was like, I was working out. No. Um, anyway. Well, we do have different memories of different things. Mm-hmm. There's the right memory and the wrong memory. Uh, there's joking. my memory and there's their memory. <laughs> I wouldn't say right and wrong. And part, part of what we have to figure out always is um, – which narrative is going to be dominant, whose story is going to be the one that we apply, and if we can't agree on the story, can we at least work to forgive each other for the fact that we're both remembering something differently? Mm-hmm. I mean, bl- blaming your spouse for being who they are is a complete waste of time. doesn't yeah. make any sense. There are certain things that never change about the people that we marry. Penn is never going to be, given who he is, I don't think at least, the greatest conflict communicator that's ever existed. He's always going to want to default to 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 bouncing back into deflection, to pulling his ripcord or jumping in his lifeboat. And Kim, you're always going to default to. I'd rather just get out of the car right now than have yeah. this have this have my husband, you know, continue to think that he's right when I know he's wrong. Just let me out of the car. I'm going to walk. Um, you're going to default to those things, and some of that is in who we are. And this is the great irony. We've talked about this before. More often than not, for most couples, the thing that attracts you to someone is also the same thing that frustrates you. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about that lots, the three mm-hmm. of us before. And that is very true with almost every couple that there is. Sometimes those frustrations boil over, and you have to give space for those to, to live and breathe. But that can't be the only thing. And that's why meta-communicating, why did you get out of the car? Like, What were you really feeling besides mad? Tell me more. Hit the easy button. You know, what did you enjoy about last night? What was your favorite part? Tell me more. Hit the easy button. Why, when we started talking about how we were going to do homework with the kids or if we were going to hire a tutor, did we end up in a in an argument about where we're going for Christmas? Hit the easy button. It's not, it's a lot like the uh, you know the journalistic rules, like the why. Ask mm-hmm. the why. Always ask the why. Yeah. And be expected to be asked because if your partner is asking the why, not to remind you that you lost the argument, but instead that your conflicts in the future will be shorter 
and maybe you'll not have some of them all together because you're growing. I mean, if the goal is to grow your marriage, then meta communicating is one of the easiest tools in the toolbox. This feels like a good, like he's, he's like, this, you know how you can tell when Chris is winding up a sermon? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like right now, you're winding up a sermon. You're yeah. feeling, this is a good I stopping point. I love it. He kind of slows down a little bit, and then he ends, and you better not have anything else to say. Amen. <laughs> That's what just happened. <laughs> Should we take some emails? Uh, yeah. yeah oh, I, you want to stay for this, Christopher? I, I think, I feel like you're close enough to the family now that you can help us answer questions about I'm, our no, lives. No, and these are marriage questions. I'll do anything yeah. I can. There's yep. marriage questions. Yep. Um, and this one we've talked a little bit about before, but I think it relates today. Uh, from Jen Linian. Okay. She's great with um, Super these, good with yeah. names. Uh, how do you keep your cool in front of the kids if you're fighting? Or do you? So should we answer that? And then maybe we'll let Christopher tell us whether we're right or not. Yeah. Okay. And I, well, only because so we do. We Kim's do, good about this. We do argue in front of the kids, but there's no name calling and there's no screaming. And but we we do want our kids to see resolution. Again, there's occasional screaming. Uh, I did no. There's not. I grew up again. I grew up in a house where there's like constant conflict and a lot of screaming. And and I and then one person would leave. So I think it's really. Um, I think it's awesome to show kids like people who love each other, um, stand up for what they think and then they work through things and then they like die a little inside when they have to make a compromise but that's okay i'm kidding um but then they compromise (laughs) really good to the die a little bit part (laughs) and then they then they work it through (laughs) and they get in a barb here and there if they need to in the middle of a sentence well right so (laughs) and there it's fine one thing too and i would say this with every couple this is one of those other ironies of marriage that is uh, in relationships but i think it's particular to marriage because marriage is so such a complete sharing that's what's required uh like opposites attract this is true as well the longer you're married to one another the better you are at loving each other and simultaneously the more efficiently you've learned how to hurt each other right so you know how to throw the bars oh, like yeah. you know how to make him say fine and pull the recording yeah go. you know how to do it and you know how to make her get out of the car if you're just tired of talking about it like it's it's not impossible uh to believe that you're really good if you've been married for a while at arguing and throwing barbs in front of the kids if that's what you want to do. Yeah, but don't do that, guys. Don't. Um, don't. No blaming, no shaming if the kids are in the room. It's actually healthy for children to see their families working out conflict. Okay. It always is. And what I would say is if you have an argument in front of the kids, no blaming, no shaming, watch your language, watch your content matter. Not Not all arguments between married couples are appropriate for the family for the family wagon for the swagger wagon like we have mm-hmm. the Toyota Sienna um, not all are appropriate and if you can go back to the kids the next day and say uh, you heard dad and I having a conversation about how I'm you know, we had having an argument about how I'm tired of always having to bring home dinner every night or cook dinner every night I want you to know that we worked it out and we're okay mm-hmm. that's really important and we shouldn't ever say kids mommy and daddy are fighting because you guys never clean the house <laughs> <laughs> We should never blame it on them, right? Don't blame it on them. But we don't but, actually but, do that. <laughs> no, no. But sometimes, particularly with my teenage kids, uh, my kids again are a good bit older than yours. Um, you know, there are times when I will go find them and say, "Your the fact that you were late created stress that's made today really hard." I mean, they have to know that their contributions to the totally. family matter. But no one person in a, in a in a family system that's either healthy or that wants to be healthy is ever solely to blame for why mom and dad are fighting. Say that sentence again. It, it just rolls off of Christopher's tongue. Everything he says, it, it's it comes very naturally. But just that sentence, like the fact that you were late, 
created some stress that made today really hard. That made today made last really night difficult. Really hard. The reason why your your choices and families, everybody's choices matter. So you know, the high school kid that misses curfew creates stress for the couple that's up, you know, waiting, waiting, waiting up for him at night that he gets home safe. Or the high school kid or the college kid that's experimenting with, you know, drugs or, or be taking really risky behavior. It always has echoes in any family system. Um, you know, the teenage girl that's struggling with depression. Those things always create stress. It, it, life would be beautiful if we could put our marriage in like those little vials that the professors like in Harry mm -hmm. Potter carry around and we right. just carry around in our pocket and nothing ever gets inside the vial and it only opens up and is exposed when we want it to. But the truth is our marriages are exposed to all the influences in our life. Work, stress, kids, they all affect our relationships. Any more questions? Uh, there's about a thousand more questions. Let's do one more. Let's do one more. Um, how do you not kill each other working together daily and having such different personalities? We get that uh, very frequently. A lot. It is a work in progress. Mm -hmm. I think we've done it long enough that we know what the absolute mortal sins are when you're working together and living together that you just can't do. Um, I think that was the first step, like learning, okay, we can't talk about business at Sunday night at nine o'clock. Right. And you can't hit me on the head with business at 7.30 a.m. when I haven't had a cup of coffee. And my voice must be heard. Mm -hmm. That one took for me for some reason longer because uh, I don't know why. I think I, I'm is, as golden retrievery as I am in our marriage – I'm a little more unrelenting when it comes to creativity and, and my craft. So there's, it's, you know, it's crazy. There, there are two different people that you're dealing with. You're dealing with work pen and husband pen. And I don't know if compartmentalize is the right word, but you have to learn how to communicate on both fronts. Mm -hmm. We probably need marriage counseling for we work, do. for work couple. And we probably, <laughs> as well as. We should I'm, do a whole pod. That's our next podcast. Work, I'm telling you right now. Work couple. Work, work couples. Can you? Because you, I'm sure, have dealt with this, right? Uh, but I think that I don't know how relatable I that have. is for the you guys. Work. You guys, for work couples, though, spend even more time together. Uh, it a is. lot of couples that have a family business. Yeah. Right. One of them may be working in, in one cubicle or mm -hmm. one office. They have different yep. offices, or somebody travels and is the saleman or right. saleswoman. But you guys, like, it, you're, it's, you're together a lot. So even working couples. We have different jobs, which is gr which helps. Penn works on the – we have like this third-floor bonus room where he writes all the songs and everything, and I, I work downstairs. So we actually – and we used to, but before he quit his TV job, we worked out together. Like that was the way we spent time together mm -hmm. was going to the gym together. Now we don't work out together. <laughs> so we have – and it wasn't – Except for the videos. Except for videos. Um, Some of those are great, by the way. But can I acknowledge, though, <laughs> that with your work Aerobics. roles that even Chris is saying, that your most re – a recent episode of the Good Vibrations, the songwriting yeah. episode, really – showed how the roles you play but still the creativity that both of you bring to the table at the end like Penn doesn't just write all the songs himself right you come up with Kim come up with all the content the idea the framework that then lets Penn go crazy yeah. to to do the finished product but if you weren't in the room who knows if Penn would be as uh, I would miss the mark most of the time prolific let's say yeah no I'm very yeah. grateful but I, I, it's funny like in I think in our relationship um uh, I, I don't need much space. I want to be around her as much as possible. In work, I occasionally need space. Mm -hmm. I do. Like there was this uh, the, the true story. I have like the third floor has become like my quiet sort of sanctuary and I was up editing and then Kim came upstairs and then um, 
and then our niece came upstairs and then it wasn't my third floor anymore <laughs> because you you wanted us to you oh so here and here's where work kim wants to pull her hair out he goes can you order the costume he wrote this really funny song um and he's like we need like 10 different costumes for the kids for it he's like can you order these i'm like well, I need to know what the song is. So I was like, Bianca, she's 22. She's my niece. She just moved uh, here. So she's working at restaurants and picking up side gigs and stuff like that. So we're like, hey, yeah, come work for us and mm-hmm. help us organize this stuff. Yep, yep. So come upstairs. Right. But no, I said, just go on up and go through the attic. You can just look for stuff. It'll be fine. You guys came upstairs and had 13 questions about computers. Because, Do you remember that? But you didn't know how to operate the computer. But also, like, you got to, if you're working with people, you have to work with people. This is great. So we're actually having a, a bit of a, of a discussion here, and this is good. I'm not going to capitulate here. I'm going to say I still, I think I just need like that to be my little sanctuary. Well, that's fine, but what would I say about what you did wrong Why there? did you invite them up there? Well, that, well, you did invite them up there, and that's when you take off your headphones when you're editing or whatever you were doing, right? and you say, guys, I really need to focus. I should have said something. Down. Yeah. Exactly. But instead, I'm talking about it in front of everybody. And this is what, a month later? This is last week. Like three days. And, and uh, he also he also has, and this is where, this is, we're just going to get into it. Oh, yeah, it's gonna, uh, this is going to turn into no, something he, about he, me now. No, no, he wrote this song, and it's an original song. I wasn't part of the process, which is totally fine. But he has a very grand vision as a director and a creative of what it should look like. So when he says we need a wig for the kids, I'm like, is it a like a curly hair short wig? Are you picturing? Are you picturing like a hair mullet? Metal, yeah. Like what? What do you like? I need to have a conversation with you right. as a director because if I order a 1960s like bouffant wig, but you were picturing a 70s rocker mullet wig, right. I need to know. So this requires 14 seconds of conversation. Right. And in my head, it was like, okay, Kim is told me in the new year that she would like me to defer some of my abilities and duties to other people. And so that was what I was trying to do. Uh, great. You didn't do it well. Thank you. Because, right, what happens What happens is this is my sanctuary. I'm going to edit. And then you asked her for an assignment. And then her the assignment to help in as the director of the video like i'm you i'm supposed to ask you for help kim so she comes up to help that's the that's the working assignment right and she gets to the attic and she's all in your space at an inconvenient time that's when you've got to say i'm not trying to be a colossal butt here but i really need to focus can you do this in half an hour and just because what you thought was she'll read my mind and my body language and she thought I'm doing exactly what he asked me. He has no reason to be annoyed with me right now. Or if I ordered the wrong wig and wrong costume, if at that point then, it's when we're shooting the video, if it's not his vision, he needs to suck it up. Yeah, so and I would the, have it in that situation. So yes, wor- because you were trying to tell me, like, listen, honey, you wanted me to delegate some of my responsibilities. That's what I did. You wanted me specifically to delegate some responsibilities to your niece. That's what I did. And then you guys ended up on the in the attic, and I ended up looking everything up anyway. Like that's I'm trying to do what you ordered me to do on January the first of this year. So guess what you're doing right now? Hmm. You're actually meta communicating. I don't know if you're doing it efficiently. No, we, we we're go not. back to the tape. You yeah. know, but you are actually doing it. Like, um, what went wrong? I know I asked for help, but that's not the time that I really wanted to help. But if I don't give you if I don't give you some options, Pen, and you don't tell me exactly what you want, then it's going to be ruined, and we're going to have a bigger problem. Yeah, and that's where I come from, which is if we had ordered the thing that's not aligned with your vision, then I think I on shoot day there's going to be a lot of eye rolling, and there's going to be some like you're equipment. assuming a lot. Well, well but don't uh, don't don't go all the way to shoot day. Just go back to three or four days ago, and you know, Pen, the costumes are up here. Is this a good time for me to look for them? 
um, no, Kim, it's not a good time. Or once she started, Kim, can this wait half an hour? I really need to yeah. focus on editing. But, Just some some clear signals to each other yeah. would, and, would avoid some and, of that. And I true think. story, I wanted to do all these things myself. I have been ordered not to do all of these things anymore and to give somebody else the ability to do them. And so that's what I'm trying to do. Good. But it, that I think it also requires, like, when you're getting somebody up to speed – it requires a bit of like onboarding, which is uh, you need to know how we work. You training. Need to, uh, training. Mm-hmm. So I think that's there, that's a larger conversation of like patience with training somebody how I mean, to do my, that. My big sort of tip for those couples that work together out there, because obviously you got an email, is mm-hmm. if you are having um, um, some sort of conflict or disagreement, um, determine right away if it's a couple thing or a work thing. Don't let your disagreements blend into the two. Yeah, Don't. this is definitely a work thing. So, right. Yeah. So, that's the number one thing. Are we talking about us or are we talking about the office? Because we're talking about the office. Right. I, I'm, I'm going to have to bring different things to this conversation, and both both people should feel that way. And I, I don't think we're as good at the work side as we are at the personal side. We still need help with that. Like right now, I could tell that Kim is like getting legitimately angry about this story, <laughs> and I'm going to have to like let it go. She's like leaving to go out of town in an hour, and I'm probably going to end up saying I'm sorry for some reason. I'm not sure. But I'm going to end up apologizing for no, this. That is, we're going to we're going to call Christopher. Yeah, and we're going to have we're going to. No, you're just, just what you're going to look at the two of you. Look at two of you. Yeah, let's just do this. Let's do this right now. In your eyes, this is good. We're actually getting an argument. And say podcast the costume searching. The costume searching scenario. You're going to say it together. The costume searching scenario. We'll take it up later. We'll take it up later. We'll take it up to have and to hold. Yeah, we'll take it up later. We'll take it up later. You're not going to solve it. In the few remaining moments we right. have and here, no, we get all before, the time in the or world. Or before she travels, yeah, that's true. No, I, I, no, I did. Like this was just like a little thing, though. Like I kind of wanted some space, and then, then it kind of went. Did so, you kind of ask for space in the moment? No, that's the problem. Right. Right. Wait. And w- no. Wait, and did well, we just solve or, that? <laughs> or am I still right, angry? That, well, no. Or vice versa. Like the way you can head it off in your side of that is by simply saying, "Is this a good time?" Like we, you know. Asking permission is always a nice thing, even when you're married to somebody. It's mm-hmm. nice. Do you? Is this a good time to talk about right. this? When is a good time? I'm actually glad we talked about it because in my head, um, this just it just happened. Like I went upstairs and they came up, and now I'm remembering. I totally did say like, "Come up and like look <laughs> through the attic." So I'm, you, I'm, you actually invited us to go through the attic to find costumes, which is like I the just, attic yeah. is next. I guess end. I just didn't think it was going to take that long. Um, and that so that was and, and I didn't say anything out loud. I just in my head I was like, "Hey, come on up." God, what are you doing here? Yeah, I was like, "You invited us, so sorry." Um, but what but, did you have? You learned something from this, which is, which is what that the third floor um, is a place where I like to escape sometimes to get work done. And so, um, you know, when 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 that part of the search is over, I don't want to be rude and say, "Hey, do you guys need a minute?" Um, but or uh, can I have like a minute? I, 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 that's we just left not in my after DNA. like forty two seconds. By the way, no. Okay, let's not. We're gonna talk about this later. At least an hour you were up there. But, okay, we'll okay. talk about this later. Okay, we have an attic. When we've talked about this before in the podcast, that needs to be cleaned out. And if we cleaned out the attic, then it would be. Oh, you're not staying costumes. in Cleveland right now, honey. I am not. You just left Cleveland. Okay. You're jumping all over the okay. place. Okay. So to answer your question, emailer, that's how we get that's along. How you do work. it. Solved. Problem You're solved. You're welcome. It's Problem perfect. Solved. We never have problems. <laughs> I love it. They're probably thrilled. They're like, okay, good. They they do hate each other sometimes. 
All right, guys. All right. Uh, uh, if you made it to this point in the podcast, I would love to see a screenshot. And I would love it if you tag us at, on Instagram at the Holderness family. Share it. I love to make comments and make comments. No, I just respond to I comments. I love to give people. I would love to give them the business. <laughs> and then we also have a Facebook group it's like a secret podcast Facebook Shh. group. Shh, don't tell anybody um, but you can just uh, it's the holderness family podcast and you can click to join and there's like really fun discussions on there and everybody's really sweet and um it's just like my favorite ever so um yeah so join us there it's a secret so thank you for joining us christopher it was great to be here as always oh uh, yeah i think he has to say that um thanks pen i love you love you too baby Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.